How many of us want to live a very successful life? You want to live a very successful life? Okay, how many of us don't want to live a successful life? You don't want to live a successful life? You don't want to, yeah? Your hand is up. In the house of God, we need to be alert and active. Our minds have to be active. You don't want to live a successful life. And the hands is up. You need to be awake. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to be awake in the house of God. You see, when we come to the house of God, long, long just, I just respond to anything. Because someone might be saying something that doesn't need to be said, that, that we don't need to say amen to you. And then sometimes we say amen to certain things. Let's be awake. Praise God. Amen. Today is Father's Day. And um, we thank God for Father's Day. And we are talking about fathers today. But today... How many of us know that we are in the church at the moment? We are in the church. How many of us know that? And in church, we don't talk about social things, right? Church, we don't come to talk about what is in the newspaper, what is in the, you know, what is psychology. We, we don't come to talk about those things. We don't come to talk about how to make friends and keep them. Um, hallelujah. In the house of God, when we come to church services, we talk about spiritual things. Spiritual things. Someone say spiritual things. Spiritual things. So there are some things you might not consider. But those things are spiritual things. And if the church does not talk about spiritual things, then people will not know and will act and, and will let us juju and will be suffering. Oftentimes, people... Recognize certain days, Father's Day, Mother's Day, Children's Day, People's Day, whatever day, we recognize them. And then after that period is over, that's it. Father's Day, by 5 o'clock or by 3 p.m., when, when the father has been given something to eat at home, that's it. Father's Day is over. Hey, John. Get back to your huge self. I honored you in the, in the morning. Now it's over. Come on. Mother, well, we took you to lunch and it's over. Come on. Get back to the usual. Slavery work or daunting work you do in the house. Come on, all the chores. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So we consider these things just for a short period of time. Recognize we do. But the recognition must go further than that. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning I would like to talk to you from, uh, to all of us, praise God, all of us, because all of us here need to hear this, including the preacher. First Corinthians chapter 4 and the 14th verse. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and the 14th verse. Are you there with me? We, there is a gateway that God has created for all of us. 
a gateway to success. But we will need to recognize this gateway. Someone say gateway. Gateway, gateway to success. Just relax. Just relax. I'm still preaching Christ. Relax. Recognizing your gateway to success. Here in this text, did I say 14 or 15? 14. 15, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse 15. Paul said, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Hallelujah. The first thing you notice in this text of scripture as you read the apostle's statement is that believers must be able to recognize fathers. That is the first thing we see in this text as we read it. That Christians or believers must be able to recognize fathers. He said to the Corinthian church, you have 10,000. Of course, that is an exaggeration to make a point. You got 10,000 instructors, yet have you not many fathers. So clearly, he makes a distinction here that there must be a recognition because until you recognize fathers, you will not relate with fathers the way you ought to relate with them. Is someone hearing me this morning? So the first thing is that we must not mix the two. Instructors and fathers. Because a father may give instructions, but an instructor is not a father. It's not necessarily a father. There is a big difference between what he calls an instructor and a father in this text. Who is an instructor? From what he says here. Probably you are thinking of your instructor, of your driving instructor. Or maybe you are an instructor in school. In Galatians 3 and the 24th verse, if you remember this scripture, where Paul says that we were led by schoolmasters before Christ. It is that same word, instructor. Schoolmasters, instructors. So he's referring to the same thing. That before Christ came, we were led by schoolmasters. Now the schoolmaster is not your kind of schoolmaster, the principal in your college. Or the head teacher in your primary school. No, not that kind. The instructor here refers to those trustworthy slaves who took 
the master's children to school. That was their job. So these people might not necessarily even know how to read and write. So as far as your learning or your acquiring knowledge is concerned, they can't really help you, but they can take you to school. And that is what he meant by, you have many instructors. You have many people who present things to you. But whether you are learning the right thing or not, they themselves don't even know. And we live in an age, what we call the information age, media. Today the media, you know, abounds with everything. And so we mix, I don't want to use the word confused because we are Christians. But we get mixed up with instructors and fathers. There is a difference between a father and an instructor. People watch edited videos, um, edited churches. Anything you watch on TV, on, on YouTube, is an edited church. Because some people are looking for perfect churches. And they see something on YouTube. Oh, this, this is a church I want to go to. Oh, that church is an edited church. You go in there, then you see the reality. Mm-hmm. So run from here, and I can guarantee you on my own life that you will meet the same issue there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you see, there are many, he says, 10,000 instructors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we think that an instructor is a father. But fathers are different. Who's a father? Fathers. Fathers are different in the sense that they are valuable people in our lives. And we need to be grateful for them and honor them. As long as we live on the earth. Praise God. When you're born into the world, how do you come? You come by a father. So without a father, you won't come in anywhere. Hello? You say, what about Christ? He had a father. The father sent him. Hello? So there's no one who appears here without a father. So fathers must be handed. Praise God. Yes, I understand. Some fathers may not have been to school, but they are still fathers. So you see, there are different kinds of fathers. A father might not have had your level of education. You are now a university graduate. And your father might not, but he is still father. You might be very eloquent with the Language of this age. And your father may not be, but he is still your father. And that father must be honored. I told you I'm talking about a very funny subject today. Mm. You see, a father, a person is a father if he's your source. A source, where you come from. In Job 38, and the 28th verse, right? Job asked a question. Has the father, sorry, has the rain a father? When you get a chance, read this book. It's an interesting book. 
Has the rain a father? Or who has begotten the drops of dew? Do you think about such things? But Job, Job did. He's a very wise man. <laughs> and godly man, and an upright man. He has a father. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, God is also described as the father of glory. That means there is no glory that comes. Ex- you see, you see <laughs> God is the embodiment of glory. If you're ever going to have any glory, it's going to come from the Father. He gives a little bit to people, to certain, to certain people. But everything comes from Him. If you're going to seek for glory, there's one person to go to. God Almighty. So a Father is a source. Hello? Are you with me so, so, so far? Someone who invents something is also described as a Father. Like in Genesis chapter 4, verse 20. Jabel. Yeah, Jabal, or, or yeah, Jabal. Uh, and and, and Adabe Jabal. And he was a father of such as dwelt, dwelt in tents. So, dwelling in, in some people rose up in life who used to live in tents. Jabal was the father of those things because he started it. He was the initiator, he was the inventor of those things. So someone becomes a father because they invent something that other people begin to follow or begin to use. Someone may also be a father because they exhibit fatherly characteristics, like in Psalm 68, verse 5, where it is to say that a father of the fatherless and a judge of widowed of, of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Someone who exhibits fatherly characteristics. So he might not have given birth to you biologically, but he's a father to, to you because he exhibits fatherly characteristics. So here we may have young men, and there are some young men in this, in this church. Let, let's say you oversee other junior siblings of yours, and you take good care of them. You make sure it is well with them. You're concerned about them. You see their welfare, make sure that everything's well with them. You act like a father onto, onto them. So biologically, you've not given birth to a little boy or, or girl, but you are acting as a father, as a senior brother. Just like some ladies do as a mother to their little siblings. Hello. So there are different kinds of fathers. Hallelujah. A person also will be a, a will be described as a father if they're in a position to give counsel or care or they exercise control in some form. Okay? If you look at Micah, if you look at, um, let's say, sorry, Genesis 45 verse 8, sorry. Genesis 45 verse 8. Genesis, in Genesis 45 verse 8, Joseph describes himself as a father to who? Pharaoh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Joseph describes himself as a father. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God, and has made me a father to Pharaoh. Did Joseph give birth to Pharaoh? No. no. But here he describes himself 
as a father to Pharaoh. Why? Because he stands in a place to give counsel to the Pharaoh. So in that regard, he becomes a father to Pharaoh. Guiding and directing the affairs. I think we should build some towers here. I think we should build some, yeah, because the Father, to the Pharaoh. Glory be to God. And you see, in, um, in, in, in Judges 17 verse 10, Micah appointed a Levi to be a priest in his home. And Micah referred to that Levi as father. Why? Because he was to perform priestly functions. And Micah said unto him, Dwell with me and be unto me a father and a priest. And I'll give thee yeah, 10 shekels or whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll pay you. <laughs> like what I do here in this church. I serve as a pastor in this church. So I serve as a father in the, in the house. But you see, someone will say, oh, Pastor Sam is like my friend. No, I'm not your friend. I'm like a father. If you, if you see that as a friend, you will miss that gateway that you need. Oh, he's, a, he's like one of our brothers. Oh, I see him as a friend. I see him as a brother. You're going to miss the point. And that's how some people look at it. But God have mercy. A father is also, if someone is superior in a, in a, in a field, that person becomes a father. This, this is very more, much more common with the prophets. If you, look at, if you look at 2 Kings 5 verse 13, where Elisha described or called Elijah father, father, when the chariots were going away. Okay, so, so that's uh, Naaman, sorry. That was a Naaman. And his servants came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldn't, would thou not have done it? So here, Naaman was the army general, and he came with, come with some servants to be healed by the prophet Elisha. And when he was told to go and dip in Jordan, he didn't like the idea. So one of his servants, one of the people that he was ahead of, he was, he was superior to, told him, My father, if the prophet has said, do something, you would have done it. So just go and do it. Yeah. You see, so here, was that seven a, a son of um, Naaman biologically? No. But he called him father because he was further ahead in the field, in the army. Hallelujah. Amen. Do we get a picture here? Yes. And the same thing. If you, if you look at, um, if you look at, 1 John 2 verse 13. If you think that fathers is only in the Old Testament, in 1 John 2 verse 13, John says, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. Hallelujah. That means in the house of God, there are fathers in the house. And he was addressing such people. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you with me so far? Yes. Now, there are also spiritual fathers and natural fathers, as, as I've explained before. That I serve and I haven't given birth naturally to all of you, but spiritually I serve as a spiritual father in this house. Hello. 
And now God, we know, is Almighty God, is our Heavenly Father. Praise God. And um, we need to recognize that. Now, if you look at Romans chapter 4, verse 11, in Romans 4, verse 11, Abraham is described as the father of Yes, father of many nations. And then what else? Romans chapter 4, verse 11. Hello? He's described as what? And he circumcised, and he received the son of, of circumcision, a seal of righteousness, of the faith which he had yet, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the, be the, be the father of who? Oh, come on. Hello? Father of? Can I hear everyone saying it? The father of them? Father of who? Hallelujah. Father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised. So here he's including both Jews and Gentiles. Can you see that? Crossing boundaries. Crossing, you know, ethnic boundaries. Gentiles and Jews. Now, as much as there are good fathers like Abraham, there are also evil fathers. Hello? There are evil... Sorry, are you hearing me? Yes. Let me encourage you this morning. If your mind is playing any tricks of you, any tricks on, on you, I arrest that mind to be stable upon God this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, smile. smile. Or oh, tell your neighbor. Smile. Tell that neighbor, smile. smile. Tell that neighbor, smile. smile. Some of you are doing smile. 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 Hello? Tell your neighbor he is talking. Tell your neighbor he is talking about spiritual things. I want to hear you. He is talking to you about your spiritual gateway to success. Hallelujah. Because there are spiritual things. And we Christians must be aware of spiritual things so we can benefit. Right. Or else we will live just like the world and not benefit even though we are Christians. Yeah. Yeah. God have mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know in John 8 verse 44. Jesus told the people, you are of your father. Hello? You are of your father who? The devil. the devil. And the last of your father you will do. So you see, father is whoever you learn from. So if you are learning bad things from someone, and yes, there are people who are fathers of evil. Some people... They became fornicators because they had a father of fornication in their lives. Some men started becoming adulterers because they had a father who led them into adultery. And
And some women also ended the same thing because they had someone who led them there. That person becomes your father in sin. Some children become smokers because they had a father who introduced them to smoking. Those are evil fathers. They are fathers who lead you into sin. So a father is someone who leads you into whatever you get yourself into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. As much as there are good fathers who lead into good things, there are people also who put certain thoughts in your mind and they take you off God. They're evil fathers. Can you imagine you are so handy in God's house, maybe going out, winning souls, doing all that, and then someone tells you, about all these things, why do you do that? And then, and then they try and, and move you away into carnality. And then you stop all those things. Was that person a good father? But that person is definitely a father in your life because they led you away into something else. God have mercy. Amen. <laughs> There's a guy called Evil Merodek in the Bible. Actually, his name is Evil Merodek. That you have a name like that in the Bible, in Jeremiah. He's called Evil Merodek. Because he was an evil man. And he earned that name. But if you read um, Genesis, uh, sorry, 2 Chronicles 33 verse 9, we have Manasseh who led Judah and Jerusalem to sin against God. God have mercy. God have mercy. God have mercy. So, 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 the point we are making here is that there are fathers, that's, that's the first point, and fathers must be Fathers must be? No. First of all, fathers must be recognized. Someone say recognized. Recognize. Tell your neighbor, fathers, fathers must be, be recognized. Recognize. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. That, that's the first thing we are learning. Because there are instructors and there are fathers. But fathers must be recognized. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, fathers are kind of like your soul. Those who train you, those who lead you, those who take you from this point to that point. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there are some things you've learned in church which you've never learned from home. Yes. Hello? Amen. There are some things you've learned as you come to church. You hear about pastor preach and you're learning. He's serving as a father. He's shepherding you. Which you will not learn from home. Not because your parents cannot do it. But it's just that they probably don't even have the capacity to do that thing. And there's certain things that you also learn from certain people. You become your father. And you must recognize. Now the second thing is, is what? You must honor them. After recognizing a father from instructors... The second thing to do is a father must be honored. A father must not just be, you know, some people think that father is just a big male person. <laughs> a person who is just a male, a boy who has grown up to become big is called a father. No! And has given birth to children, it's called a father. No, 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 no. A father is more than that. There is something in them 
That makes them different from just male figures. A father is not just a male figure, a big male figure. So that when the boy becomes big like his father, then he's here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are all equal, aren't we? No, but a father is a father. There is something in him. Something in him that you need for the life that God has given you to live here on this earth. He's a gateway. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 15 verse 6. What does that say? Deuteronomy 15 verse 6. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 15 verse 6. It says, God have mercy. Amen. Are we there? 15 and the 6th verse. Okay. He says, Five. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Are we there? What does he say? It's only 15 and the 6th verse. Sorry, it's not that one. Sorry. Is it 5 verse 6? Deuteronomy 5 verse 6. To God be the glory. Deuteronomy 5. 5 rather. Five, I missed 5. And the 16th verse. Yeah. It's 5 and the 16th verse. No, the 16th verse. Father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God has commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, and that it may be well. That word that well there means that it may go well with you, that you may be prosperous or successful in what you do. Hallelujah. Anna, father, I know it says Anna, father and mother, but, but today we are, we are talking about fathers. Praise God. Hallelujah. But as your honoring father, don't dishonor mother. Hello. Hi. Today's Father's Day. Praise God. Hallelujah. So honor thy father. That, that, thy, that thy days may be prolonged and that it may go well with thee in the land that the Lord your God has called you to live in. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So fathers must be imitated. So, yeah, they, they must be honored. Now, when Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, when he makes that statement in the verse 15, where he says, where he says, Amen. 
He says, for though I have, you, you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus have I begotten you through the gospel. I have begotten you through the gospel. Glory be to God. The, if you look at the whole context, the people felt, like, the Corinthian church felt like they have grown. They've come of age. Now, the gift of the spirit, which Paul exercised, they also have it. Because the Corinthian church abounded in the gift of the spirit. We also have it. So really, what you have, we also have. Now, we understand the word. We have, we have had many teachers pass through Corinth who have taught us. So now, you see, now we, are, we have come of age. Now we know what we are about. We know what we're doing. Paul, who are you now? And uh, now you, you are just like a colleague. So who are you to, you know, to tell us what to do and what not to do? So treating Paul like, I guess, any other per person. And Paul says, no. You have 10,000 instructors, yet you don't have many fathers. I have begotten you in Christ. Hello. You might have heard many things, but I am your father. Now, if you look at the verses 1 to 7, let's, let's go through it. The verses 1 to 7 of that same chapter 4. What he says here is this. He says, Let a man so account of us, as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of, of God. Moreover, it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. It is faithfulness that is important because these people were coming through the church and we were bringing all kinds of things. And Paul says, do you know what? It is faithfulness. They've come to tell you A, B, C, and D. But where are they? They are, they are gone. But I'm always there for you. They were judging. You know, Paul is a bit too weak. Paul is a bit too that. Nah, Paul is a very short man. And he's, he's not even eloquent like Apollos. You know, you know, Apollos speaks better than Paul and all. And Paul is saying, Apollos may speak better than me. Apollos is a gift of God to you. He may speak better than me or whatever, but I am still your father. Because I gave birth to you. Listen to the verse 6. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. You see, so they were comparing him with other people. They said, don't do that. And it says, who maketh you to differ from one another? And then verse 8, you are now full, aren't you? You are now rich, aren't you? You've reigned as kings without us, haven't you? And I would to God that you did indeed reign, that we also might reign with you. If you become great, think you become mighty. I pray God so, that, but, that, but let us go along with you. Don't forget. Don't ignore. Hello? Are you with me so far? Yes. So, when the apostle says in the, verse, uh, in the last part, in the verse 15, the, the last part, when the apostle said, I urge you to imitate me. Hello? Sorry, the, verse, the next verse. I urge you to imitate me. Glory be to God. I think our thing is a bit slow this morning. 
He says, Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. In the verse 16. When the apostle said this, this might appear as a horrible, as a horror to most of them. What imitate you, Paul? Ah, you've been beaten. You go hungry most, most of the time without food. People dishonor you. People don't respect you very much. You are in prison a lot of times. If you are a true man of God, why are they always stoning you? And you want us to follow you. Ha <laughs> ha, no, nah, nah. And Paul replies, yes, yes. Follow me, not because of these things. Follow me besides these things. Follow me. Why? Because these things are a proof of my apostleship. It is true. It is, it is a proof that I'm an apostle of God. That's the reason why I'm suffering the things I'm suffering. But some people have sold out. So they are taking an easy cut to certain things. But I'm going through all these things because I'm an apostle of God. That's what he was telling them. And sometimes what we often do is this. Fathers, when a father is going through challenges and tough times, we use those things to dishonor them. But let's not dishonor a father. Let's not what? Hallelujah. If anyone is here hearing me this morning, do not dishonor father. You see, in Malachi 1 verse 6, we read it this morning. He says, a son, God, God himself said, a son honoreth his father. And then he asked, if I'm a father, where is my honor? That, that, that's what God was asking. If I am a father, then where is my honor? That means fathers des- deserve to be? Oh, come on. Can I hear someone? Father desire to be? Honest. Hello? Hi. I love to get the responses from the church. Hello? Hi. If you want me to do sanctimonious power city preaching, I can do that. Let us rise and sit down. Hallelujah. God have mercy. Praise the Lord. Fathers must be what? Honored. Fathers must be honored. They must be honored. Yes, Christ said in uh, Luke Luke 18 verse 20. He said, you know the commandments. Which says that honor father and mother. And in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2. The apostle takes the same thing. And then he says... Anna who? Anna who? Ephesians 6 verse 2. Anna, these are scriptures we are to know inside out. Because why? Because they are the gateway to our success. Anna, thy father and who? Mother. Which is the first with a promise. So you can, a person can decide... You know what? I am not going to do that. Well, spiritual principles are spiritual principles. They will still apply. I didn't know it wouldn't save you. I didn't know that if I jumped off that three-story building, I was going to break my knee. Well, you jumped. And the thing is that the law of gravity brought you down and you broke your knee. I didn't know it wouldn't save you. Hello? If you go and stand on top of this building and you fall back like that 
And he said, well, I didn't know that if I fell back like that, my head would crush and I would die. I didn't know that. Would I didn't know save you? No. So I didn't know it wouldn't save you. So when it comes to spiritual things, I don't know it wouldn't save you. We have to know. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, like I said earlier on, some people think that fathers are just big male bodies. But, they, but that's not the point. No. If you go like that, you miss the point. And the apostle knew that. That was why in the verse 14, in the um, first Corinthians 4, the verse 14, the last part, he says, I warn you. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved. Because I love you, I write to warn you. So you will not fall victims. So that you will not walk. <laughs> you will not walk in the man that, that disqualifies you from what God has called you to walk in. As you walk in honor to your father. Hello. Because you see, it is a very dangerous thing to walk despising or disrespecting a father. In Matthew 15 verse 4, Jesus Christ said this. He, God, command, God commanded, honor thy father. He that cursed his father, let him die the death. If a person curses father or mother, let him die the death. That means let him be finished off. There's no point in him being alive. Kill off. Finish him off. There's no point in him living. God have mercy. Well, well, well. But my father did not look after me. He is still Father, he brought you forth into this world. Well, it's because he didn't bring me forth, and he didn't look after me. Another person took me and looked after me. So he's the one that I recognize. Yes, recognize that person as a father, but I tell you, recognize both. Hello. I came for fathers this morning, didn't I? Hello. He's a father. Recognize and give him the due respect that he deserves. Hallelujah. You may be taller than your father by some reason, you've gone taller than your father, but that does not, you know, qualify you to not honor that father. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've got a father in your life whom you have not been paying attention to, as you live here today, you go back, not just today only, but for the rest of your life until you die, going to the grave, you are going to honor that father. I'm not finished with the Matthew 15 verse 4. I'm not finished with it. I'm not finished. says, he that curseth father. Do you know what the word curses there means? It is not your cursing which you 
know about. That word curses there means <laughs> the word is kakology, right? It's speaking evil of your father or abusing your father. Abusing your father to abuse your father, to speak evil of your father, or to speak angrily to your father. So if you have spoken angrily to your father, you go back and repent. Go back and repent. Your father was talking to you and then you angrily replied him, Hey! Go back and repent and say, Father, today I've learned spiritual principles in church. I've come to ask for forgiveness. Forgive me, Daddy. Am I still doing well with time? Well, I've gone beyond my time. God have mercy. Should I end it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, well. My father is a, is a drunkard. Hey! They are the ones you are even to be more careful for. He's a drunkard. So you are disregarding him. Noah. Noah got drunk. And one of his children wanted to do things they were not meant to do. They, dis they disrespected their father. He woke up and he said some things. He spoke to Ham's line. And that thing went to Canaan. So a servant of servants would you be? And that remains after now. A father is not just a male figure. God has put something in them for our good. And we need to recognize and let to attract it. Hallelujah. Hello? Genesis 9 verse 25. Noah. So those who are, watch them. They may be drunk. They come home drunk and so they say the same thing. Oh, don't, don't join others to despise them either. Some people, their fathers are blind. Because the father is blind, they tend to deceive them. Hey, watch out. They may be blind, but they still carry what God has put in them for you. Because there is something God has put in a father for his children. Which is only out of a heart of joyfulness that they will release those things upon you. Why do I say this? Isaac was blind, wasn't he? And Jacob, through Rebecca's help, came to, you know... Go, Jake, Esau, go and bring me some soup so that I can bless you because before I, I, I die. And Jacob, with, his, with, the, with the mother, was very fast to bring the thing. But when he brought him, Isaac was deceived, all right. But the point is this. He said, mm. he says, the, he knew it was Jacob. He said, the voice is, 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 is Jacob. But because I am blind, I'm being deceived by the fair on this, which was just hair that has been put on the skin. But it was Esau. And he knew. He said, ah, come, let me feel you. Ah. And he said, ah, the voice is Jacob. But the skin is Esau. Ah, well, he went ahead and blessed. Even though he was deceived, the blessing he pronounced 
was effective. It was effective. What am I saying? Do not disregard or dishonor a father because he's blind. Because some people, my father can't see. My father like, has become old and fragile. My father is a, is, a, is a shame. My father disgraces me. He's still a father. Join no one to dishonor or to despise them. Join no one. We all have fathers. Some way or the other. Let's not do that. There's a, see, and when it comes to, let me read the scripture to you. Hebrews 13 verse 17, right? You see, some people in the church, in the, in the house of God, they despise their pastors. And they grieve them. They cause grief to their pastors. Let it never be a record in your life that you're causing your pastor grief. Stubborn, rebellious, anything the pastor says, you won't do it. You are your own king and you are your own God. Hebrews 13 verse 17. For they watch for your souls as they must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable. So you see, it's not profit. It doesn't bring success. So you see, these are spiritual principles. They are there. But I came to talk about these things because I want you to be successful in your lives. Amen. The circle of defeat in Christ's city church, I want it to end. Amen. Because we need to break it. Amen. We can go forward. We can move forward successfully if only we will become obedient and come to a place where we honor the fathers that God has put in our lives. These are spiritual principles that we need to adhere to. Oh, I have my own mind. I do what I like. Oh, you can go and do what you like. But you ain't going to move an inch forward. You're going to go in circles because you are dishonoring the father that God has given unto you. Hello. Hello. How many of us have had a good night's sleep? You had a good night's sleep. How many, how many of us? How many of us didn't sleep the whole night? You, because you were working. How do you feel now? Great. Great. I was here till about 10 o'clock. Right? We had to say, say, let's go. So we left here. I went to bed this morning, 6 a.m. Okay? What was I doing? Preparing to be a blessing to the, to the church. Amen. Okay? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want you to say bless you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm making a point here. I didn't want to clap or anything. So if a man goes through all that as a father to bless his great children, and then they come, and then they just behave like, hey, you're my brother, I don't care. What blessing do you, what success do you want God to put upon you? Upon you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people, oh, I'm tired, I can't make it. Some pastors are going through that almost every single day, tiring, praying for you, laboring in prayer for you, studying the word to be a blessing. 
But then they don't receive any honor. Is anyone is hearing me here? And you've got a pastor. Maybe you are hearing this thing on video or whatever. And you've got a pastor. And you have no regard for that pastor. You need to repent. Amen. And ask for forgiveness. Amen. And turn yourself around and begin to see the path that God will begin to lead you on. Amen. God have mercy. Amen. You may say, well, 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 well. But what if God has rejected that pastor? Or God has, rege- God has rejected that father? God has rejected that, or God has dealt harshly with that, with, 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 with that father? Am I supposed to still regard them? Hey! Hey! Watch out. Eli has displeased God. God has written Eli off. First Samuel chapter 3. 9 to 10. And God spoke to little Samuel to give a message of judgment to Eli the priest. But did you realize that it was this same priest whom God had discarded that God used to teach Samuel how to hear God's voice? So there is something in him there's something I've come across many people who think that now they can read their Bible. They say, Well, I've read my Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Now I know it all. So now so now they despise their pastor. Some some even tell them they will tell their pastors their pastors will go to hell. You tell him the person who has fathered you, the person who has nurtured you, the person who has given you the word of God all these years, you are not telling him he will die and go to hell. You are a miserable soul. That person is a miserable soul. God have mercy. Because if you know anything about God, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. No, he's he's no longer a man of God because he did this. He might have done something wrong. Leave it with God to deal with him. He said, every man stands or falls before his own master God. Let God deal with your father. What right have you a child to go to your mother and tell mother, what are you doing here? Begin to rebuke your father or mother. Leave that. Let God deal with them. I'm obeyed. I'm spiritual. I can rebuke my father. Rebuke your father. Where do you find that? In scripture, no, you don't do that. But some people have the audacity come and just rebuke you, they just walk away because, yeah, they are spiritually grown. Actually, you've shown you are spiritually immature. But what if my father has said things to me that are very hurtful? My father has really wounded me. First Samuel 24. If you go home, read it from 6 to 20. David was anointed to be king in Saul's stead because God had rejected. Now, watch this. Saul had been what? Saul had been rejected. God no longer recognized Saul. Had brought David in. But David's father is not a king. 
Hello? David's father was probably a shepherd. And the best he could do is probably teach David how to, feed, how to look after sheep. But if David is going to become a king, someone must train him. So God brings David near Saul. But what happened? Saul began to persecute David. Persecute David. Persecute David. Persecute David. He drove David bonkers. I mean, he drove the man to the war. David said, one of these days, I will, um, there's a gap between me and one of, these, one of these days, I will die before the kingship. And he had the opportunity. First Samuel 24. First Samuel 24. Had the opportunity to kill Saul. Kill. Saul was sleeping. This was David with a spear in his hand. All David had to do was just, just one. The, the servant said, David, you know I'm, I'm very good at spear. I mean, putting the spear in people's bodies. Let me just do this. Just, just one. I know what to strike. His, his heart. And he wouldn't even scream. David, David said, no, 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 no. And David went closer and just cut a little bit of his skirt. Immediately his heart, ooh, he said, oh my goodness, I have touched God's anointed. A rejected king. Someone God has this, but yet, there was still something in there. And David wasn't there. And the conversation that went on, it was a very beautiful conversation in 1 Samuel chapter 24. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful conversation, which I just want to read to us this morning, quickly. 1 Samuel 24, please. I guess read the conversation to us. Amen? Amen. Is it any helpful to you? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, and David said, to God be the glory, Verse 10. Verse 10. I'll just take you from the verse 10. <coughs> Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how that the Lord had delivered thee today unto, into my hand in the, in the cave. And some bade me kill thee, but my eyes spared thee. And I said, I will not put forth my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Now watch the next one. Moreover, my father... My, moreover, my father, he calls him father. Was David Saul's son biologically? No. My father, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and killed thee not. Know thou and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in my hand. And I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. Let the father do his, 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 his worst. Do not respond with retaliation. They may say certain things. Do not refuse to respond. But why should my father insult me? Hey, your father has insulted you, so you are going to reply back with insults. You are cutting your life short. You are going nowhere. Hello? Should I, should I, should I continue? Because if I... 
withhold the truth from you, I'm doing you great injustice. Your father insulted you, so you insulted him back. Hey, hey. Someone say, hey. hey. Go back and repent and say, Lord, Father, forgive me from today. I'll wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Daddy, and begin to respect you. Hallelujah. Amen. If your father is a distance, call away, call him. If he's in a remote area, send a telegram to say you are sorry. Amen. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. After all this drama goes on, see what Saul says in verse. See what Saul says in verse 20. Uh, no, to take it from the verse 19. This is Saul speaking. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go well away? Wherefore the Lord reward thee good for that that has done unto me this day. Now watch the verse 20. Watch the verse 20. No, 1 Samuel 24. 1 Samuel 24, the verse 20. And now, behold, I know well. Hallelujah. Who is speaking here? Oh, who is speaking here? Oh, come on, church. Who is speaking here? Hallelujah, fathers. Amen. I thought I was going to hear the voice of the, of the, of the fathers. Hallelujah, fathers. Amen. And now behold, I know well that thou shalt surely be and that the kingdom of Israel shall be in thy Why was he seeking to kill David? So David will not become king. But now, with gratefulness, with all gladness from his own heart, he is now pronouncing, you shall be king. If David had killed him, himself, David probably would have succeeded to still to become king. But he wouldn't have become the king that is known in the Bible. Every king, read the book of Kings. Every king is compared to David. He is second to Christ. He's, he's, he's like the ultimate among all the kings. Why? Because he would not lift his hand against his father. So the man pronounced a blessing upon him. He pronounced upon you. It's like he gave, like, like Isaac gave to, to Jacob. And like Jacob also gave to the children of Manasseh and gave them. But he crossed the hand, although he was blind. And Joseph thought that, oh, you, you, you made a mistake. No, he hasn't made a mistake. I said, fathers are not just male big bodies, there's something inside of them. Hello? Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, maybe I haven't convinced you very well. Maybe I haven't convinced you. You see, but my father is not born again and he doesn't know anything anything about God. Yes. I'm not sure if Kish Kish knew God. I'm not too sure about that. But you see, something happened. Saul was to be anointed as king. And watch this. God, in 1 Samuel 9, 1 to 3, Samuel's father, 1 Samuel 9, 1 to 3, 
Samuel, uh, Saul's father sends Saul to go and look for donkeys that are lost. Is someone hearing me this morning? Hello? He sends him to go and look for donkeys. But when you go to the verse 15 of that same chapter 9, God says, the man I told you I will bring is coming. So that means God has told Samuel, the prophet, that he's bringing a man to him the next day. And Saul's father sends him to go and look for donkeys that are lost. What's going on here? Did God speak to the man that sent Saul to, do, to go? The man thinks donkeys are lost and he's sending. See how God works. Yes. The person might not be born again, might not be a Christian. But the thing that he's been asked to tell you to do right. is not evil. Just go and look for donkeys. If Saul has said, I'm not going. If he was a rebellious son, I'm not going. I am not going. What would he have missed? The kinship. God worked through. Because God told Samuel. Have you seen it? Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came saying. Let's go on. Verse 16. Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin. And thou shalt anoint him to be captain. Hello? Now go to the verse 1 please. For me. Let's just do this quickly. The verse 1. Where? Where here? Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zeroth, the son of Bekorath, the son of Apia, a Benjamin, a mighty man of power. Okay, let's go on to verse 2. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and, and goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a, a godlier person than he. From his shoulders upwards, he was higher than any of the people. Let's go on. And, he, and the answers of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to, Saul, to his son, Take now one of the servants with thee. Arise, go seek the asses. Is God mentioned here? Is a father purely sending his son on a normal errand? But that normal errand wasn't just a normal errand. It wasn't just a simple, normal errand. Oh, can you take this thing and put it here for me? Oh, what is this? I, I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you don't realize that God probably has something in that thing for you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! To God be the glory. Hallelujah. You see, so it's very important that we take note that there's, fathers are not just big bodies. <laughs> but fathers have something in them. As David honored his fathers and did not kill them. Did not take it by force. What he thought God had given him. But patiently, dealt with Saul patiently to the point that Saul now pronounced, You shall surely be king. It's like he released the blessing of, you shall, I, I, I now give him, You shall surely be king. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Tell your neighbor, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? But you see, but you see, Absalom won't learn from his father. Absalom could not learn from his father. Absalom set himself up to dethrone his father David. 
while David was still on the throne. Absalom purpose in his heart. I'm going to move the hearts of all the people to myself. I'm going to steal my father's flock. I'm going to win them to myself. And he succeeded. And he got great and mighty men on his, on his, on his, on his side. And sometimes we see these things happening in life a lot. And especially in churches. Where people who are in a, in a church... I've got this gift. I'm powerful. I've got, I've got, the people love me. They begin to now pull people to themselves. And the people go, and because, and because of that, they rebel big time. And they stage a great coup. And sometimes they devastate the church. And they go away. And they think that, yeah, I've done it. Great. And they have great following. Oh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It will not stand. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Absalom had great people. He had a person called Ahithophel among his team. And the Bible says that if Ahithophel gave counsel, it was like the Holy Ghost himself had spoken. He was exact. But God used a simple man to overthrow Ahithophel's counsel. Absalom, what happened to Absalom? Absalom rose against his father. In the end, he died before his father. When children are meant to bury their fathers, he was buried before his father. What happened? His hair was cut in trees. And Joab <clears throat> did it for him. Pierced him with a sword and killed him. The Absalom, we call, we call that the Absalom spirit, uh, spirit. Rebellion and disloyalty. It rises against fathers. A spirit that rises up against a father, someone who has taught you the word of God, who has fed you God's word, and you've been blessed by, you stand up against them. Oof. Ooh, 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 ooh. Someone who has wiped your, who has taken your nappy into the bin. Someone who has cared for you when you were a baby. Someone who has cared for you when you were a young child. Today you are grown. So we despise them. We talk to them as if they are nothing. It is not the key to success. It's a downward journey. God have mercy. Amen. Let's recognize our gateway to success. Amen. It is the un it's a recognition and the honoring of the fathers God has put in our lives. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's rise up on our feet.